Welcome to the podcast, episode six. Coming out in the child welfare system, part two, being an ally. Heartcast is a weekly series that brings evidence-informed child welfare practice to life by highlighting literature reviews from the Particle Archive. I'm your host, Matthew Hollingshead. This podcast highlights practical advice from the literature about the service and care of LGBTQ youth for child welfare practitioners and out-of-home care providers. What it means to be an ally. In affirming and empowering child welfare practice that supports LGBTQ youth begins from a position of respect and acceptance for the full range of possible sexual identities. In basic terms, this means being familiar with and understanding the words that people use to describe their experiences of sexual identity. More specifically, It means viewing human sexual identities from a morally neutral perspective, acknowledging that a heterosexual identity is accompanied by substantial social privileges, and accepting that LGBTQ sexualities are no more susceptible to change than heterosexual identities. Although many religious and cultural traditions are perceived as being at odds with LGBTQ identities, debates about the morality or origin of sexual identity can impede the ability of professionals to deliver quality service and care. Openly LGBTQ child welfare professionals have long been at the leading edge of promoting positive changes for LGBTQ youth. However, heterosexual professionals also have a crucial role to play in ensuring the safety of all youth in care. Creating LGBTQ positive spaces is a straightforward way to let youth, staff, and others know that LGBTQ identities are welcomed and valued in particular places. Safe spaces include the following characteristics. They make LGBTQ-affirming literature, books, and other materials visible and available. They display posters that declare your space is a safe space for LGBTQ people. They publicly promote LGBTQ community events in the same ways as other community events. And portable safe spaces can be indicated wherever you meet with youth or their families, by including LGBTQ positive stickers on datebooks or notebooks. Using safe language includes the following. Allowing individuals to choose how they self-identify, no matter what label seems fitting to you. Avoid making assumptions about an individual's character based on their sexual or gender identity. Inflating the importance of sexual or gender identity may actually erode the supports available for other critical issues in a youth's life. Appropriately using words such as gay, lesbian, or bisexual signals acceptance and non-judgment. Using gender-neutral language in your practice signals that you do not automatically accept traditional assumptions about gender roles and sexual orientation. While these strategies rely on the visibility of LGBTQ-positive literature and symbols, it takes more than visibility to maintain safety. 
Even as agencies and professionals create safe spaces for LGBTQ people, allies must also openly acknowledge that heterosexism is present throughout Canadian society. Providing information and responsive services to LGBTQ clients cannot sufficiently address the structural roots of social attitudes. Lasting and meaningful support requires that honest consideration of LGBTQ people and their issues permeates all levels of practice and policy in the child welfare sector. Practitioners should be capable of identifying myths about the LGBTQ community and of dispelling them with facts and evidence. They must identify and speak out against policies and practices that discriminate, whether intentionally or not, against LGBTQ people. Practitioners should also ensure that the experiences of LGBTQ youth are present in the advocacy efforts of mainstream child welfare organizations. For example, by promoting an understanding of homophobia and bullying as a form of child abuse. Being an ally, tips for practitioners. Characteristics of an LGBTQ affirming practice. Do not assume that all clients are heterosexual. The effects of internalized homophobia and a heterosexist society are problems, not sexual orientation or gender identity. Accept a client's voluntary disclosure of an LGBTQ identity as a positive outcome of the helping process. Support clients as they come to understand and address their own experiences of internalized homophobia. Never disclose information about a client's sexual or gender identity without clear consent. Seek out safe and affirming placements for LGBTQ youth. Identify and address one's own internalized homophobia and heterosexist biases. Self-examination. The chances are high that every practitioner and caregiver will work or has worked with some youth who identify somewhere within the LGBTQ spectrum, even if it is not plainly obvious. Although the existence of this population is not always readily acknowledged, Recent Canadian studies indicate that as many as 14% of high school-aged youth self-identified as LGBTQ or as not exclusively heterosexual. However, for some workers and caregivers, the greatest challenge for working with such youth may come from their own discomfort around issues of sexual and gender diversity. American researchers have noted that some professionals have internalized misconceptions, stereotypes, fears, and negative perceptions about LGBTQ people to such a degree that they think of words describing differences of gender and sexuality as being dirty. The lack of knowledge engendered by such discomfort can seriously impact a practitioner or caregiver's ability to engage LGBTQ youth effectively. It can also limit their awareness of resources available to support LGBTQ youth. Working with discomfort. Recognize that a voluntary disclosure is a sign of trust and respect. Although homophobia and heterosexism are abstract parts of Canada's social fabric, individuals working with youth have the ability to bring these forces to life in very personal ways. Avoid questioning why a youth identifies as LGBTQ. Avoid questioning why a youth identifies as LGBTQ following a disclosure. These types of conversations can project judgment and should be safe for times of less vulnerability. Keep in mind that LGBTQ youth are significantly more likely to experience verbal harassment and physical violence from peers and caregivers. Subsequently, 
The safety of LGBTQ youth is a paramount concern whenever placements or referrals are being considered. Structures to support and encourage competent service for LGBTQ people already exist within many child welfare agencies. Training, supervision, and other resources can help practitioners and caregivers to become more comfortable when addressing the issues that accompany sexual and gender diversity. In order to effectively serve LGBTQ youth, caregivers and practitioners must challenge themselves to develop a comprehensive understanding of their own internalized responses to sexual and gender diversity. Though this can be a long and difficult process, it is necessary to be able to separate deeply ingrained moral beliefs and misconceptions from the practical needs of professional practice. Engaging in this process is particularly important in light of the fact that LGBTQ youth must often rely on professionals instead of more traditionally informal supports, such as parents, coaches, or peers, while developing their identities. Regular self-reflection is equally important for practitioners who identify along the LGBTQ spectrum and as allies. No one is immune to the effects of internalized homophobia and heterosexism, and it is possible for care providers to, quote, play the expert and unintentionally minimize the importance of the youth's identity struggles, for example, by assuming that they are simply a phase that will pass naturally. Encouraging Empowerment Practitioners and caregivers should help LGBTQ youth to become empowered as experts in understanding and advocating for their own needs. In order to address the stigma that surrounds sexual and gender diversity, practitioners and caregivers have a responsibility to teach youth about heterosexism, naming what may otherwise remain vague feelings of stigmatization and marginalization. As supportive advocates, it is up to practitioners and caregivers to help other people in the youth's life to understand and embrace their sexuality. It is useful to have material on hand that is targeted towards family members and friends of youth who are coming out. Bringing Empowerment to Life Connect youth with groups in the local LGBTQ community. Youth who are engaged in an LGBTQ community have been found to experience fewer negative impacts from internalized homophobia than those who do not. Support youth as they decide who to come out to, when, and how. Explore family attitudes, current levels of stress, and create safety plans in case disclosure is met with negative reactions. Recording a youth's disclosure in their official file is disempowering, as it eliminates the youth's ability to control how and to whom their sexuality or gender identity is known. A practitioner or caregiver who is aware of a youth's sexual or gender identity should only share a youth's identity with express permission. Permanency Although some innovative programs for LGBTQ youth in out-of-home care have taken root, they have not typically focused on ensuring placement permanency. This puts LGBTQ youth at higher risk of leaving care without caring, committed, and engaged adults in their lives. It is believed that the sense of isolation that accompanies displacement from both families of origin and foster placements can interact with the impacts of internalized homophobia to exacerbate feelings of worthlessness in LGBTQ youth in care. In light of this interaction, the importance of connecting youth with LGBTQ groups and communities becomes even more apparent. Supporting the Parents of LGBTQ Youth Challenging Expectations Despite reports that practitioners do not always see an LGBTQ youth's family of origin as a potential source of support, the fact remains that many of the essential developmental tasks of adolescents are deeply connected to the context of attachments and family relationships. Although relationships can certainly become strained after a child comes out, 
Support from family and friends has been shown to reduce stress and contribute to positive mental health outcomes for LGBTQ youth. On the other hand, LGBTQ children and youth who are rejected by their families face significantly higher risks of experiencing depression, suicide, and substance abuse than their heterosexual peers. Even if an LGBTQ child is placed in out-of-home care, reunification may be possible and should be pursued. Practitioners are uniquely positioned to support parents and other family members as they come to terms with what is an important, and often upsetting, change in their lives. Parents may perceive the disclosure that a child identifies as LGBTQ as a personal failure or betrayal as they are forced to confront their own internalized homophobia. Suddenly, all of the heterosexual and seemingly normal hopes and expectations that they had for their children are under threat. Fortunately, the literature indicates that once parents and other family members come to understand the importance of their support and affirmation, they are more likely to pursue a close relationship with their child. The following section identifies a number of issues that are commonly faced by parents after they learn that their child identifies as LGBTQ. It also provides helpful strategies from the literature that help practitioners to address each issue. 1. Many parents initially feel discomfort and shame following the disclosure that their child identifies as LGBTQ. This can be a time of intense confusion as internalized and perhaps unrecognized homophobia is brought into conflict with long-standing feelings of love and support towards their child. Practitioners can build on their close relationship with parents to help them work through feelings about their child's disclosure. Explain that no one knows for certain why some people identify as LGBTQ and that no one, including parents, can make a child identify as LGBTQ. Similarly, no one can make a child straight. Reassure parents that they are not alone in their feelings of shock, confusion, and anger. Explain that many parents who came of age during a time when heterosexuality was unquestionably normal share these feelings. Remind parents that it takes a lot of courage and strength for a child to come out and that they require courage, love, and support in return. Help parents to identify and understand their feelings within the context of internalized homophobia. Two, parents may withdraw from friends and family out of fear of their reactions. Although it is true that some family members and friends will respond with hostility after one of their relatives comes out, help parents to understand that friends and family members will need role models to help them through their own processes of acceptance. Explain that within some families, homophobia appears in the form of verbal and physical abuse. Parents should be made aware that these responses will not be tolerated. 3. Parents commonly mourn the loss of their heterosexual child as the hopes and expectations that they once had no longer seem as relevant. When a child comes out, it is a defining moment in the lives of most parents and marks the beginning of a distinct chapter in their family's life. In addition to being connected with support groups for the families of LGBTQ people, such as PFLAG, parents may require validation of their sense that some of the dreams they had for their child are no longer possible. 4. Parents may worry about the hardship that will be faced by an LGBTQ child and encourage them to act straight to avoid ridicule or bullying. Ensure that parents understand that a child's sexual or gender identity does not make them responsible for harassment they may experience. Encourage parents to ensure that their home is as safe a space as possible for their child, 
so that they at least have one place of security no matter what happens to them elsewhere. Their child should feel accepted and able to express their interests at home. Although families act out of love and concern when they encourage LGBTQ youth to fit in with heterosexual peers, they may actually send signals that they don't accept their child as who they are. Even if a child does change their behaviors in response to parental or social pressure, these changes will only be skin deep and will undermine confidence and self-esteem development. 5. Parents may feel isolated because they have never met other parents of LGBTQ children and may not know any LGBTQ adults. They may feel as though no one understands their struggles and that they are losing their child to a subculture to which they cannot belong. Some researchers have found that the fear of the unknown and the effects of internalized homophobia are reduced when parents are connected with other parents of LGBTQ youth and LGBTQ adults. These connections provide important role models that can show them new ways to support and care for their LGBTQ child. Because it is often difficult for parents to find support for raising an LGBTQ child, it is important for practitioners to know where to send them for proper support. Though groups such as PFLAG can be a valuable resource, in some places they may not be well suited to addressing the needs of parents with non-adult LGBTQ children. You've been listening to the Partcast, Episode 6, Coming Out in the Child Welfare System, Part 2, Being an Ally. The Partcast is produced by Practice and Research Together, a membership-based organization that promotes the understanding and use of evidence-informed practice at all levels of the child welfare system. For more information about this episode's topic, the Partcast, or Practice and Research Together, please visit www.parkcanada.org. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at PartEIP. That's P-A-R-T-E-I-P. Thanks for listening.